What's up? My name is Grace King. You're listening to the first episode of The Front Porch. And I'm with my producer, James Beery. How you doing? Today we're interviewing Natalie Starr. She's a writer, musician, comedian. I met her in college and she's sitting right next to me in spirit. She's really, really far away from me, like four or 500 miles. What's up, Natalie? How are you? Hey, Grace. How's New York treating you? <laughs> That's a weighted answer, but I'd say 98% amazing. So maybe it's not That's that good. weighted. How are you? <laughs> I've been doing pretty well, you know. I, I like to pretend my town is New York every once in a while. Ooh, where do you go to pretend it's New York? I go to downtown, which is basically one strip of furniture stores. And a crepe shop. <laughs> they have really good crepes, though. <laughs> okay, so what porch are we on today? Where did, what place did you pick for us? So it took me a while to choose a porch. But I guess I really wanted to do something that explains who I am today and why I'm the person I am today. So we're going to a place they don't talk about often. It's basically a junkyard. So imagine a junkyard right off a busy road. There's um, a very small driveway you can turn into, gravel. It's very hard to get in if it snows. And uh, so you walk up the little sidewalk to the front of a trailer. And this uh, porch, it's my dad's, it's my dad's trailer. He doesn't really live in North Carolina, but he bought it when my parents divorced. And so every now and then when he would come to town, this is where I'd stay. And this is where I grew up uh, with my dad. But still, it was very different because at my mom's house, like I didn't feel free growing up. Like I, I couldn't bike down, but the block on my street until I was 12. But at my dad's house, one time he set up a zip line in the backyard using old bicycle parts. And it was like 50 feet in the air, totally dangerous. But uh, so this is the porch we're at today, home to many, many snakes and very cracked. And uh, there's a big dirt pile right in front of this porch. There's no seats or anything on it, no railings. There's this big dirt pile um, from my dad's old roommate. And he said he was going to plant a garden. But all he did was uh, he just left this big dirt pile there. So I used to like run up it. And I don't know. But that's the porch. That's amazing. <laughs> did you go on the zip line? Oh, about a dozen times. <laughs> My dad, too. It broke on his last run. <laughs> he fell, like, 10 feet. <laughs> I mean, I know he lived, but, like, was he seriously injured? No. <laughs> it was so funny, Nuke, too, because I had no idea it happened. Like, he just went, we had already gone inside, and he went again. And I, I hear, like, this noise of a ladder falling, because he's, like, on his last run, about to take it down. And so he goes to the end, which is, uh, it starts on one big tree and ends at a kind of smaller tree. And he has this ladder set up there still from when he tied it up and to get down from it. And he crashed into the ladder and the rope fell. And all I heard was the ladder falling against the tree. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you try and help him or was he just, he was just chilling by the time he got out there? <laughs> I was probably eight. So I went and I looked at him and I laughed and I said, dad, are you okay? And he said, yeah, uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, um, what made you pick this porch? Um, I'd say it just go back to that same freedom I felt as a kid growing up there. I felt like I could do anything at his house. and But also, it was strange because despite how free I felt there, I also felt some shame of it being a totally rotten trailer. Like People drive by this trailer and they're like, who owns this freaking trailer? It's disgusting. Like, it's falling apart now. Now, if you enter it, literally, there's a floor in it that is sinking into the ground. And my old bedroom is just coated in, like, mold. And uh, it's very disgusting. He never stays there anymore. But it's just a disaster zone now. But it's so funny because growing up, I just saw it as, like, one big, huge jungle gym. Did you climb around? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you climb on top? <laughs> Did you get to the top? I never made it to the top of the trailer, but my dad built three other sheds that he put up scattered through the yard because he had like three acres or so, or has three acres. And one of the sheds was our playhouse. And so I would climb on the roof of that. Oh, and shoot. it was a fun area to hang out. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, eight-year-old you up there on the shed smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and, and your dad's like, yeah, isn't... wait, hold up, I'm going to join you. 
<laughs> no, he definitely would have joined me. Am I starting to make sense as a person to you now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I never got this backstory from you. Because, so, brief backstory on me and Natalie. We met my junior year, her sophomore year, right? Of college? I think it was my junior year and your senior year, maybe. No, it had to. No, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. On a poetry reading. We met at a third place. We met at a poetry reading. That is the most, (laughs) that is the most Boone, North Carolina thing ever. Yeah, it was Valentine's, it was Valentine's Day. Well, it's like this podcast was meant to be. Yeah, this is (laughs) like our three-year anniversary of friendship or something. Three or four. Oh my gosh. Wait, is it four? Because I've been out of college for two years. Oh my gosh. This wow. is so beautiful. <laughs> I'm too bad at math to answer that. Oh, I, wow. I didn't even do the mental math. I just pretend. Like, I stopped doing math after I mm-hmm. had my last math class in college. It's you, about four years, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I figured, but like, oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, so wow. we met at a poetry reading and. I went up to you after the show and I was like, hey, your poetry was good. Let's go get coffee. I just made you become my friend. That's essentially yeah, what that happened. Yeah, so funny. See, at the time, I really couldn't tell if you were flirting with me or what was happening. And I was like, okay, I'll get coffee. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but then I'm like, hell yeah, Grace is an awesome friend. And I'm, I love that it turned out so great. Me too. I'm glad that we just became friends like I don't know I wouldn't know what my life would be without you at this point well honestly same like you inspire me in so many ways the way you're just like so relentless and fearless like oh let me move to New York City during a pandemic or you move to Los Angeles right after graduating I think that's just incredible takes a lot of power and strength thank you same to you you the way you are just always yourself and you never compromise is so beautiful to see um, we're going to plug her Instagram later and like all her art stuff so y'all can check it out. But she's an amazing writer, an amazing musician. Um, do you have any stand-up online, Natalie? I used to, but I think I went back and deleted most of my YouTube content. Hopefully I'll have some more out within the next few months. Are you going to start stand-up again after the pandemic's kind of dumbed down a little bit? Or definitely gone away. I don't know. It probably won't be ever be over. Right. I definitely want to get back into it. I've actually been thinking about my future and where I want to be, and I and I definitely want to get to New York. <laughs> really? You decided New York so, over LA? I did. I did because here's the thing: New York, I feel like, is a better place to start off. Saturday Night Live exists, and uh, it's a better place for stand up and. Uh, I could always be a street busker if everything fails. Plays are in the street, on the subway. Oh, you could do that. You could do both. You could do stand-up in the subway. They do that now. And you can do... You can get right off. After you do stand-up on the subway, you can just take out your guitar and be like, y'all thought I was done. I'm not. (laughs) I'm giving y'all a whole show. When are you moving? I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm just like a fever dream right now, still, but I think it's possible by summer. Wait, really? I just have to get my life together, but I'd say it's possible. Oh my God. Did you wait to (laughs) tell me on the podcast on purpose? Maybe. (laughs) A magician never reveals their secrets. (laughs) Wait. Can we go over your background in magic really quick for everyone? Natalie was a musician, uh, a magician. Course. I don't know if you know this. I'm a little bit of a magician person myself, a little fan, a little knowledgeable. I'm just saying, I don't know if you knew that. Wait, James, you're a music magician. I'm an enthusiast. He's probably a better magician. I'm an, I'm an enthusiast. He's an enthusiast, he says. Anyway, yeah, when did you start magic and do you still do it? So I haven't dabbled in magic for quite a few years now. But I used to be quite fond of it growing up as a child. Before I even did music or stand-up comedy, I was a magician at heart. I was around the age of six years old when I requested for Christmas a full magic set. And I practiced these magic tricks every day for weeks straight. Did I ever improve? No. Did I try? 
kind of. Then I would put on little shows, make my mom and sister pay a quarter that I'd hand them. And they only watch it for about five minutes, then they disappear. And I'd be like, that was the trick. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you'll get back into it? It sounds like you really had a future in it. I mean, if I'm a street busker and a stand-up comedian in New York, who's to say what I can't do? I agree with that. You should definitely get into magic. I I think the world needs it. I think this will save save us all. I agree. I've I've been watching a lot of Modern Family lately, and Phil Dunphy, the dad of one of the families in the show, is a magician and very weird. And I've gotten a lot of my inspiration from him. So. Oh, oh gosh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. Being that this is your inspiration, for the record, I don't know who he is or what Modern Family is about. I'm assuming it's about a family that's very modern. <laughs> I've never, Quite I've seen, modern. I've never, I've only seen one episode, but I can imagine that he's a lot like, um, I don't know, a, a silly, quirky magician. I'd say so. He's the dad you want to befriend at a barbecue party. Oh gosh. Okay. I see him. I know exactly what it looks like. I know exactly what he does. Yeah, that's hilarious. Do you what how so when did you get into stand up and what came first, stand up or music? I'd say I was more vocal. I've always been more vocal about comedy, especially growing up. And I would play music starting when I was I think I started playing music in high school. My mom gave me her old classical guitar and I really picked it up then and I started just writing songs to relieve some anger but they were so bad I like never shared them so I'd say I got more vocal about comedy being my freshman year of college I made a friend and he um he was a stand-up comedian had been for years told me you're funny you need to try this out so I ended up November of my freshman year, I did a stand-up uh, comedy competition uh, because he convinced me to, and that's when my passion for it really ignited, as they say, and I got into it. You did, and you crushed I used to go to her shows in college. She was in the stand-up club, and that's, that's really where I saw you, and then when I saw you at the poetry reading, I was like, oh, crap, she can do it all. She can do comedy. She can do serious poetry. I'm going to make her be my friend, and then I'm going to recruit her for writing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked out perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then, so do you like stand-up just as much as music? Or I don't – you always vibe in and out of things, but I understand that because it's really – sometimes you need something more than something else, so – what are you currently doing and yeah, what are you currently doing? Yeah, so currently I'm focused more so in music, but I'm trying to find ways to get comedy and music to overlap more in my life. So you may have seen I posted a I posted a song about Valentine's Day and how much I despise it and capitalism yesterday and it was a total spur of the moment decision. But I really like that general idea of being stupidly funny in like a a very stupid, idiotic way while also playing guitar. So I want to find new ways to do that. By the way, everyone, her song that she came out with on Valentine's Day was the best song ever. It's so good. (laughs) It's called Styrofoam. Y'all got to go look it up on YouTube. Are you going to release it on Spotify or anything soon? Uh. Maybe. I'll I'll try and produce a better recording of it to put online or something. Oh, my gosh. If you do, at least put out the raw recording, too, because it's so (laughs) funny and, like, authentic. It's so good. I can't hide hide this song up and up. (laughs) I listened to it yesterday, and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. She said, I'm going all the way for this one. (laughs) I was so annoyed. So I actually posted that song 
because I wrote another song and it was like super dark and super long. And I'm like, okay, I'm already sad enough on this holiday as it is. Let me just make a big joke of it all. And that's what I did. And that was fine. (laughs) I think that's a really good idea that you have about mixing comedy and humor because not a lot of people do it. Some people do it, but your way of doing it is so different than anybody else's I've ever seen. And I just think you would really blow up, like, huge. I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing billboards, but two. One for your first name and then one for your last name, and they're right on top of each other. Ooh, I support that. Is she a top or a bottom? The world may never know. <laughs> James is over here cracking up. I can't help it. That was that was pretty help. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, she is a comedian. Dang. Okay, now I have to look at my sheet. Okay. I'm hoping maybe actually that now they can give us styrofoam, man. That would be awesome. We could play her, play their music. Oh yeah, can we play it on the podcast? Like I mean, is it my guitar? Oh. Oh my gosh! Yes, 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 yes. If you want, only if you're comfortable. Only if you're comfortable with it. But I can do it. Oh god! I don't care. <laughs> I'm so excited. If you want to, yes, we more than welcome it. I think, I think, I think, I think I agree. All right, I'm for it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take a brief intermission so she can go grab her guitar. Okay, Natalie is back. She's with her guitar now, and she's gonna give us a once in a lifetime, hopefully not once in a lifetime, performance Ooh. of Styrofoam. Not too jam session. Love the applause. Thank you for cheering me on. All right. This is a song called Styrofoam. I wrote it in 10 minutes when I was really going through it, I guess. I thought that was great. That yeah, was so awesome. It was amazing. Such a such a classic. Whenever you're performing for people, that'll be like the encore. Like Weezer has Billy. Oh, what's that song? Billy. Island of the Sun. Oh, I went to a Weezer concert and saw people singing it. The big one. Probably all of them. Buddy Holly. That's like their Buddy encore Holly. song. Oh. This is your encore song. And or your opener. I like it. I like it. And I get big leftist leftist vibes from it too, so I, I vibe with it. Yeah, it's a good Sweet. one. I'm just gonna lay my guitar on my kitchen floor real quick. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go for it. There we go. Yes. Thank you for letting me perform that. Oh, thank you for performing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did you start 
producing music and releasing it and that sort of thing? It was it was a spur of the moment decision. December December 2019, I woke up really hungover from a night out. I was wearing a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt and like some really cool collared shirt over it. I was like, screw it, man. I'm going to Guitar Center. And I went and I bought the guitar I was just playing on. <laughs> just very manically kind of, but it ended up great. And I already had this equipment from when I was trying to get into podcasting and uh, voiceovers two years back. And I also helped a friend that I had. Ooh, could you guys hear that thunder? Yeah, but it just adds to it, you know? Oh, okay, okay, We're on the cool. porch, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. outside. <laughs> I'm scared of the snakes. It's pretty dark, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> I helped a friend I had produce uh, some of her music she took, or she was writing for a class she had. Sorry, that was not a sentence. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's a sentence. It's all good. The dots are all there. Everything you needed to hit was there. That's super sick. What was your first song? My first song was called Times Go, Time Goes By. It was inspired by Pink Floyd, Us and Them. And I was just really stoned out in the playhouse at my dad. That's the only place I wrote music for a while because I was I was too like quiet to play it at my mom's house and our like house here is pretty quiet or small so it's easy to pick up voices. So I was too shy for that and I wrote it there. And it was just a very it was coming from a very dark place. It was a very emotional song, a good way to release pretty much all my emotions at that time being 17 years old and very angsty. Did you ever release it or have you just kept it in the vault? It's just really in the vault. But actually, now that I think about that, that was not my first song. My first song, I was 13 years old and I recorded this song via my mom's guitar and her video camera. And it's somewhere in a vault. I don't know where, but it's called something. And it's like about people are so mean why can't people be nice and I cannot sing or play guitar and I know zero chords so it's just I don't know (laughs) I take it back that's your encore song that's (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I forgot about that what makes it better is I'm wearing pigtail braids in the video recording wait do you still have the video (laughs) Somewhere, yeah. If you could find that so we could attach it to the podcast, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so just I'm literally just kidding. Don't do that. But you know there's no video, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, we would screenshot it and then post it and be like, Natalie Star. She's been a star since she was a kid. Natalie Star is a star. <gasps> we can put her face in a side of a star in Photoshop and make that the promo. <laughs> I approve. Thank you. The real comedians come out to play. Yeah. So, are you going to be coming out with anything soon? What's your, what are your next releases? My next releases. So, I've really taken some time in this past year to stop making art because I was, college took a lot out of me. Then I graduated May 2020 during all of this. And I was like, I need a break, man. My life was not where I expected it to be. So I took a break and I'm slowly now starting to get back into stuff. And I've been working on a collective of art called What It Means to Be. And because I do things like music, poetry, stand-up, I want to produce a project that can meaningfully combine these different things together and kind of inspire people that may just be musicians, or not may just be musicians, because, you know, everyone contains multitudes. But I want it to be a piece that can inspire others to authentically be their self, kind of in a carefree way. That's beautiful. Yeah. Me and James are over here just, like, sending kisses off into oh. the air. Chef kisses. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a beautiful concept. So how was the year, basically, when did you get this idea? How did it develop? 
that sort of thing. And you graduated during the pandemic. That must have been rough. How was all that? And then how did it turn into this project? Honestly, school wasn't so bad graduating during the pandemic because I could just mute my teachers and turn off my video and play guitar or listen to music in the background. I remember one day during one of my classes, I listened to an entire album <laughs> during my class. And I was just like nodding and uh, enjoying it. So that wasn't too bad. But I'd say it took me a while after graduating to realize, oh, I've graduated now. I can't do all the things that I was doing for such a long time in school. I wasn't partying anymore, sadly. But I'm now just kind of in a state where I'm at peace with everything. And I'm at peace with how school ended. And so I'm finally confident enough to make this art piece. And I had this idea, I think, December uh, last year. And just I'm, I'm starting to get into it. Right now, really, all I have for it is poetry. And I started to work on a few paintings. I didn't know I painted, but both of my parents are painters. So I'm like, I guess I should try it out at least. It couldn't hurt. Oh, God. I bet they're so beautiful. Do you have them? Can we? Can you show me and James? Or, or are they not finished? Yeah. Oh. I can show you uh, the concept. <gasps> yes. 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 I'll describe what okay. it looks like, everyone. You'll, you'll feel, no, you'll no feel, video. They'll feel a part of it. I'll describe it really well. I'm expecting beautiful oral explanations. Let's go. Yeah. Grace just wants to see my art, but I'll show her. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, this one is kind of intense and it needs about 20 new layers to it. Wait, it's oh. got green in it. Okay, you just got to keep it against your brown. She's using a green screen. Okay. We're on we're Zoom chatting, by the way, everybody. So can you hold it all a right. little lower? Okay. <gasps> oh, I can see all of it now. Okay. Beautiful. So... There's red in one corner, and then there's a tree under the red paint. There's two stripes in the back. They're black, and then it looks like someone's taken, like, bear claws and clawed... Tiger. Oh! Ex excuse me. Tiger claws. <laughs> and then there's another line going vertically? Diagonally? Yes. Yes, something. Diagonally. Yes, diagonally. So, so basically what it is is it's a non-equal sign then kind of tie your claws and blood in the corner and a tree growing and i'm gonna add about 20 new layers to it and it's a song or it's, it's a song no it's a piece of art that's just kind of speaking against patriarchy <laughs> can we hit the applause button again and capitalist <laughs> and cap those are my two go-to Leftist, patriarchy busting people here. I'm down with it. This one is a lot of black shadows on ripped paper, but it's ripped to look like two rectangles that are kind of kissing. Like they're not on top of each other. They're just. That's cute. Yeah, they're making out. And then there's the edges are ripped. Yeah, it's supposed to be free people esque, like the furniture, the clothing company, mm. like the colors and tones in it. And I'm gonna put it against another backdrop. And this one's about nature and femininity. Beautiful. It's really, it's, it's really green nice. Too. It, it looks like it must look like black through the camera, but it's it's a dark green with some white and mossy tones and a light pink tan color in the background. It's really pretty. Just... Thank you. Okay, so I guess those are the only ones. That's that's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, the things take a while to paint. I didn't expect a coloring book or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are going to really love it when she, when you can see it. Because um, you can't right now. And you all know this, but you're going to like it when you see it. Do you have a projected release date or is it too soon to tell? Um, honestly, it's a little soon to tell. I wanted to get it out 
on the 14th of February, but I'm also kind of working part slash full-time as a baker and barista right now. So it's been a bit complicated. <laughs> I was going to ask about your job, but then I was like, mm, mm, we don't have to talk about work. <laughs> <laughs> I just get up really early. I'm basically nocturnal. Oh, gosh. That sounds exhausting. Okay, now I'm going to ask about the book that you already have out because the listeners need to know about it. It's called Leather. What what inspired Leather? So Leather is a poetry book I shared November 2019. And it's divided into five or four sections. The first one being Habitat. Second, it's Hurting. Third is... Uh, <laughs> that I forgot no um the I I don't know I I put it out there a while and I like haven't looked back at it but the last one is harmonized and basically it's a poetry collective of stuff I wrote over the course of eight years I want to say and I started writing poetry because I wasn't confident in another way to express my voice at the time and I think sharing that is what really helped me get into music but it was inspired a lot from my upbringing and my sexuality i i had a difficult time in high school being confident in who i loved but i was simultaneously very confident that i was attracted woman but i wasn't confident to understand or really process what that meant to me and how I don't know I had a lot of internalized homophobia basically um, for a long time and so relationships did not go well and I was also dealing with a lot of like family issues that I needed a way to express and so that's what that book came to be really is just it's a course of me growing and learning to accept my attraction to women and being confident in the way I felt. And I like that it ends on Harmonize, that chapter name, because it's a way, as soon as I shared that, I was like, I feel, like, safe now. And then it was, I don't know. It's a really <laughs> beautiful book. Everyone should download it. But also, the name itself, you had a phrase that went with the name that really encapsulate the whole concept, and it's really, really beautiful. It was, yeah. le- oh, what was it? I don't, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it wrong. So I'll let you say it. You're good. You're good. I remember this. Unlike the chapter titles, it was leather grow or leather, let her go grow and love. Yeah, which accumulates to leather, and that was just so. That hit me in the gut when you first told me that. No, I don't know if you told me that or if you – I just read it because on the first night we met, she brought up this book that she had been working on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see it. She showed me the artwork, and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. This is going to – this is going to be better than the Bible. And then she (laughs) – It's my religion. (laughs) Big words. Well, it's a, it's a pod, you can say whatever you want in a podcast. It never comes back to bite you. <laughs> That's the point of a podcast. No one can see you. They can't prove you said it. So you just say whatever hey, you want. I have about 20 different voices. <laughs> How are you to know it's me speaking? How can you describe that it's me? Hey, you, yo, I'm from Brooklyn. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> Who was that? Who just said that? I don't know. He just left. I don't know. <laughs> so y'all should download the book uh that's the takeaway from that part of the podcast and she's got more stand-up she's gonna start doing she's got another project she's working on so be on the lookout for that natalie what's your instagram handle what's the best way for people to see what you're working on so I'm pretty much available on any social media site via the name Nat B Star. That is N A T B as in Bell, Star with two R's. 
and that's my YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, although I have three followers on Twitter right now because I reactivated it and did not tell anybody. And so I've just been tweeting into the void. <laughs> oh, that sounds so peaceful. That sounds yeah. like that sounds like the uh online version of you climbing on top of that roof and smoking a cigarette at eight. That's what that looks like to me. That piece has been ruined. Not you based have on four. real events. <laughs> or followers. Oh wait, you found her? Yeah. Oh, I guess if you're not the one talking, you can type. That makes sense. <laughs> he found you already. Okay. I see that. <laughs> so that's your Twitter. Is It's the same as your Instagram, right? Or did I? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm glad I didn't forget that. Are you on? Wait, do people use Facebook still? Are people still, do people still care about? Okay, don't, you don't have, if, people. who cares? It's Facebook. It's just bad pictures of me growing up. <laughs> Unless you want to see, like, childhood photos of Natalie, but that feels weird, so maybe <laughs> we can change your name throughout the podcast so no one knows <laughs> your identity. <laughs> but then you release, like, your Instagram <laughs> handle at the end, so then people are just confused. Who is this person I am speaking to? I just like the idea of having a deep voice come in anytime we want to change something. Like, yeah. You, just like a voiceover that isn't me or James. It's like an automated voiceover that we made on the computer. <laughs> He's over here asking what, would it, what. What would it say? What would the voice say? We're speaking with Karen. I can, I can, I'm not wearing my mask. I didn't mean to say wow. Karen. I meant to say I don't know. You Candace. Candace. Just as a fake name, but oh. it came out Karen. I guess because you see the name Karen everywhere. Uh oh. Can't use that name in these parts. <laughs> I know. I feel bad for people named Karen. When I was a kid, yeah. there was this little um, radio drama I used to listen to on cassette. Mm -hmm. And one episode was named Karen. Cassette. How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> or how old are you? <laughs> I'm 23. Grace has just revealed to me she's 34. <laughs> Grew up with cassette. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> James is 34. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, but he sounds okay, twenty three. Wait, what did you say? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> Aren't you twenty two? Yeah. No. <laughs> Should we give out our social security numbers while we're at it? Of course. <laughs> yes. yes. I don't see why not. <laughs> um. Shoot, I think I'm out of questions, but I do want to keep chatting. James, do you have anything you want to know about Natalie? I do have something I want to know about Natalie. Mm, okay. How are you so amazing? And why why are you waste your time being friends with this person? And like Oh my god. No, what? Grace is the most amazing human Grace. Okay, I don't know what college would be if I hadn't met Grace. Literally. Same to you. I my experience only like I was already enjoying college, but when I met you, I didn't even feel like I was in a dark place. But you just elevated the college experience 100%. Natalie and I used to write together in college. There's one night I was like, Natalie, I need us to go to Waffle House now or something and write. Or maybe you suggested Waffle House, but I was like, we got to go and write. And then we were at Waffle House for like a long, long time. Just, I don't know, doing goofy stuff. I don't really remember what we did. I just remember that moment being like so refreshing and nice. That was. We spent like hours. We caused chaos, chaos in that waffle house. I peed yeah. on the stove. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you might not remember. Now, now's the time where we should probably change your voice. <laughs> I peed on the stove. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> I have a memory of a day with Grace during college when. I woke up super hungover, and we had a meeting for a TV show we were working on, but we wanted to hang out before that, and so Grace picks me up, and I'm, like, super hungover, like, carrying a Gatorade, and then we get monsters together, so I'm just hungover and on monsters, and the energy was impeccable, and Grace was, like, it had seemed like Grace was hungover, but she wasn't, and it's just, like, like, just, like, our energy was matched somehow exactly 
a T for a T. I, I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I probably hadn't slept in three days because I didn't sleep in college. <laughs> I didn't sleep for two years and it worked out okay. I mean, the year after college, I was broken. But for the two years, it was really, really, really fun. <laughs> Herman, yeah, you were nonstop. Yeah, it was, stuff. It, it was crazy. Still are. Trying to be. I don't know. COVID, I feel like I was like, mm, I gotta, much like the rest of the world, I took a, took a, took a, a sabbatical, if you will, from life. Yeah. I checked out mentally. Uh, it is from the Grace Show. And I think that's the cool thing. Like, like COVID sucks all around. Don't get me wrong. Like, seriously, um, bless everyone's heart that has been affected by this virus. But at the same time, it's really forced people to go inwards. And I feel like connect with their energy, internal energy and see who they are as a person, what needs aren't being met by a world that really chooses to ne- neglect what a person ultimately needs. Um so it's found, I've found a lot of security within this year, and that's been very empowering. And I can only say I really hope others have found the same, despite how everything sucked for a while. <laughs> oh, what thing in yourself did you find that wasn't that you didn't know you needed before COVID? I've seen a lot of times. Uh, when it comes to relationships, I put too much of myself into something without getting anything in return, where I put so much of myself into different art projects, kind of expecting a big outcome without realizing, am I really doing what I want to do? Or am I just doing this to make someone else happy or to or in a way that's not fully expressive of myself because I don't know. I feel like I've been getting a lot more weird and I know I can be chaotic around you, but like on social media and stuff, when I go out and talk to people, like I'm more open to being weird. And I am also, I don't know, more receptive to other people, I guess, in a way, in a way I've been kind of closed off from sharing myself with other people and through being more expressive in myself, I've been more open to other people's expressions of themselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> it sounds like you learn to love yourself more, and in turn, you're able to love other people better. Yes. Connecting to the divine feminine energy, as they say. <laughs> yes. She's also a prophet and scholar, just so everyone's clear. <laughs> by this, by the end of this, people are going to be calling you expecting, like, I don't know, for you to tell them the future, and they're going to be like, and you're, you're going to be like, I can't, I can't do that. She lied. She lied, and now I'm suing her for liable. <laughs> As a barista, I really want to put cryptic messages in people's, like, cappuccinos or lattes when I make them, you know, like, write a weird symbol and have them look at it and decipher what does this mean what is she trying to tell me about myself oh my gosh you should do that that sounds that sounds what kind of like what's an example of a message you would put um i don't know let me see you know jody mitchell she has a song and it's called something tea leaves i i don't i don't know the title exactly off the top of my head but i've been reading a book about her lately um, and so just, uh, sometimes, okay, I'm trying to think, like, just any symbol, and you could give it meaning to your life. Like, I've been paying attention to a lot of license plates lately, and I'm like, ooh, what is that license plate trying to tell me about myself, you know? So if I were to draw something, like, maybe even, like, a, a question mark in a coffee, they'd be like, what does this question mark mean? What are my questions? And just go... From there, it kind of expands like a, a, a tree, you know, like you start with one question mark, then it could be two things. And what does this thing mean? You know, um, something related to math, like those charts, flow charts, I think. And then every um, time they come back, you give them another clue. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. You are a magician. It, it all circles back. <laughs> James is over here cracking up hard you're addicted to you and clues you and clues (laughs) (laughs) i 
I grew up watching Balloon's Clues. It was my favorite show. <laughs> okay, so you aren't 34. Blue's Clues. That was like 2000s, right? Yeah, yeah. Wait. No. Blue's Clues no. really came out in the mid 90s. Wait, really? Oh. I was. <laughs> My reference pool's all kinds of messed up because I grew up watching Mari and I Love Lucy, but like just who was the person in the Blue's Clues house when you were doing that? The man in the green shirt. What's it, what was his name? I don't know. Was names? it Steve? Pretty sure it wasn't Steve. What? Who was it? It was his younger brother. Okay. Steve was on for like the first two seasons. I think I watched it, and he swapped out maybe with his brother. Yeah, there was a switch, but I had already aged out of it at that point. Because I said, hey, that's not the guy. And I was like, well, good thing I don't watch this show anymore. It sucks now. September 8th, 1996. I saw the reruns at Curves. <laughs> My mom used to go to Curves and I'd watch the reruns of cassette tapes. <laughs> Did you not use... No, not cassette tapes. VHS tapes. Did you not use VHS tapes, Natalie? Oh, I used VHS I figured tapes, you not did. cassette tapes. Wait, oh, really? No, I... I I did like to jam out in my car to cassette tapes I would get from the thrift store. Like, I had a, a good Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan one. And The Who. Oh, The Who. Yeah, love them. Wait, you really didn't listen to cassette tapes? You're only a year Not younger like, than me. <laughs> like, what did you listen to them on? Cassette players! <laughs> I actually had a <laughs> cassette player from, like, the 80s that my dad gave me. Because it was, I found it in his drawers. And I said, oh my gosh... I've always wanted a cassette player because I have so many cassettes, but nowhere to play them. <laughs> and so he let me use it. And it was like this thing I wore on my belt and hooked. It was bigger than me because at that point. I had one. Wait, you had one? I forgot. Yeah, I got one for my grandfather. Oh, wow. That's so sweet. Wait. When, when he passed away, like we got it from a, a bag of his. Uh, stuff and I forgot I grabbed that I actually listened to a cassette the other day I don't know what I'm on yeah. Twisted Sister we can't stop rock and roll <laughs> I even posted an Instagram story about it who am I <laughs> I was about to say you had to have grown up with cassette tapes because they were still a thing <laughs> like until we were at least 12 or something like they were still releasing them for a hot minute and then, yeah. and then D these DVDs showed up, and I was like, "Oh, these kids—they'll never enjoy. They'll never. Uh, what's that? You know, you, you know, appreciate? Is that what I'm looking for? They'll never understand what we had to do. Back in my day, back in my day, when I received a cassette player for my birthday, with the hot new single, uh, "Jump" by Criss Cross. <laughs> And these and the amazing single from a hot star, Michael Jackson, black or white, that the single cassette. Oh wow! Wow. What yeah. What was your first cassette, Natalie? Do you remember? Um, I think I I got some from a thrift store, but then I also stole uh, some from my dad. And I think my first was I don't know either Bob Dylan or Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I think my first one was a radio drama that I used to listen to, which was chaotic. It was such a chaotic little radio <laughs> show. It was called Avengers and Odyssey, and you got cassettes in Chick-fil-A Happy Meals or whatever they were at Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh. And they were just these, like, Christian audio dramas. And some of them were good. Some of them were not good. But for the most part, the storytelling aspect of them was really well done it didn't feel corny even though they were doing a bunch of corny things that's really cool and i did not realize cassettes were like so popular when i was growing up so i guess you just listen to <laughs> cds like a normal person would have in that time oh yeah well is there anything else you'd like to say, Natalie, before we peace out? Um, well, I'm very thankful to be a guest today with you, James and Grace, and it's been wonderful. And I hope, I'm trying to think of something very wise to say, but I'd say keep being so real. <laughs> Bye, Natalie. Love so you. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Thanks for this. Well, there you have it. 
Natalie Starr. Thank you guys for tuning in with me and James and join us next week on the front porch with Kent Cornegie. Have a good week. We haven't thought of a a little phrase, a little catchphrase for the show, it's have we catchy. now? James? No, no, we haven't. Maybe we maybe we think of one right now. Uh, okay, um, um, uh, kick back, relax, feed up on the what is the thing on the porch railing? I don't know. What do people eat on the porch? I don't porridge. I don't know. <laughs> Your rocking chair. Drinking moonshine. Oh, moonshine. Yeah. So kick back, relax, and enjoy your day. But we're not, that's not, just so everyone knows, we're going to have a different one by next week. We're not sticking with that one. That one's not good. That's a good one. Kick back, relax, and uh, enjoy your day. <laughs> I guess. Question mark. <laughs> uh, I mean. 